Welcome to Dan's Bitcoin Show, the place where we discuss Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, politics, finance, and much more. Hey everybody, let's begin with the news. Um, first of all, Bitcoin is up, so if you bought that dip, congratulations, and if you didn't, we should have bought it. Um, anyway, let's, uh, let's move on. Um, so a few days ago, German... Uh, a German court, I guess, uh, German government recognized Bitcoin as a legal financial instrument, which means that you can, you know, it's legal to buy, sell, like, you know, any other asset like gold, oil, silver, uh, gold, and whatnot. So the news is that um, a, a French court also ruled that Bitcoin is uh, money. It, it's money. It's aching to money, it says. It's aching to money and it does admit that it does have value. And it says that the narrative that people are saying that Bitcoin is valueless, it's worthless, doesn't have value or anything, it's slowly going away as as this uh, French court says that Bitcoin can be used as a compensation. In other words, as payment. <laughs> we already knew that, right? Um, so all this, you know, what this shows is that people like, uh, uh, Warren Buffett, Peter Schiff, uh, Nuriel Rubini, uh, who else? Dan Pena, and all these people that say, you know, Kevin O'Leary, all these people that say that Bitcoin, oh, it's worthless, it's garbage, or whatever, you know, they're, they're full of shit. <laughs> they don't understand money uh, whatsoever. So I have some points, you know, that I made that say that, you know, why Bitcoin is better money. Bitcoin is a better money because it's borderless. You know, you can send Bitcoin anywhere in the world. And we have a lot of Bitcoin exchanges everywhere in the world, pretty much, uh, almost in every country. And if you don't, people buy it and sell it peer-to-peer, which is how Bitcoin was intended to be used in the first place. So Bitcoin is censorship resistant, which means that you can send it to anybody you want, anywhere you want, and nobody can tell you no. No, 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 no. Nobody can do that. And we saw that with um, PayPal, credit cards, you know, like Visa, MasterCard, Back in 2011, when they were blocking payments to WikiLeaks, and uh, WikiLeaks started using Bitcoin, and that's around the time that Satoshi said, uh, "We're not gonna, we're not gonna." Um, sorry, that's about the time that Satoshi said, uh, "We we kicked the hornet's nest." I wish uh, we would have gotten this attention in any other context, and um, the government said, "Yeah, you can send the U.S. government." I should point out said that you can send uh, donations to WikiLeaks because they don't like what uh, Julian Assange was doing, <laughs> which is calling them out. So that's uh, that's one point. You know, it's uh, it's censorship resistant. Nobody can say, no, you can't send, you know, Bitcoin to this person or that person or, you know, because he lives in that country we don't like. So there's, there's that. Um, you pay lower fees. You pay lower fees, man. Like when you send Bitcoin... You pay minimum one cent, uh, you know, depending on how many UTXOs you have. Uh, UTXOs are when somebody sends Bitcoin to you. You can send your bit Bitcoin to yourself. You can buy the Bitcoin and send it to your Bitcoin address. And that is a UTXO because you didn't spend it yet. Um, it's UTXOs stand for unspent transaction outputs. So um, you have that Bitcoin that is a UTXO. And if you have one UTXO and you're going to send that one UTXO or a little bit less... Um, it's going to usually cost you within, uh, it's probably a Satoshi, which is pretty, pretty low. 
it's under a cent. Come on. Uh, but if you do it through Western Union or through a MoneyGram, they're going to charge you like 30%. Um, even if you send it like a wire transfer, they're going to charge you 30%. And they charge you on the amount of money that you're sending. Let me point something out. Where I live, um, there's a pharmacy where you can go and send money to somebody that you know. And even if you send as little as $20, which is like about 500 pesos, even if you send a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit like that, like 20 bucks, they're going to charge you like a dollar and 50 cents for a 20 peso, I mean, $20 transaction, which is 500 pesos. So um, that is ridiculous because I could be taking that 27 pesos or whatever, that dollar, whatever cents, and uh, I could be holding it and I could be buying Bitcoin with it. But instead, you're giving it to somebody else. And sometimes they fail. Sometimes those transactions fail because they say, we don't like who you're sending the money to. Um, so one point for Bitcoin, the main point for Bitcoin is that you are you are your own bank. If you hold your Bitcoin, you ho you're holding your money. Nobody else is holding it for you. There's a saying in Bitcoin, not your keys, not your Bitcoin. If you don't own your private keys, which is your password, if you don't hold your own Bitcoin, you don't own that Bitcoin. If... if an exchange holds that Bitcoin for you. They own that Bitcoin because they they own the private keys to that to the Bitcoin wallet, <laughs> right? You know, it's their Bitcoin wallet. It's their Bitcoin, as long as you have it there with them. But if you have your Bitcoin in your wallet, that is your Bitcoin. That is your money, and you are your bank. Why? Because if you zoom out, yeah, Bitcoin might be up and down, you know, but if you zoom out, it does nothing but going up, right? It's uh, it's always going up. And uh, it, yeah, it fluctuates just like cash, right? In price, like if you're buying euros and, and then selling it for dollars or vice versa, it fluctuates. Bitcoin is a little bit more volatile. So that means that you can lose a lot more money in terms of uh, fiat value, but you can also gain a lot more money in terms of fiat value. You still have the same Bitcoin, but you know, um, it doesn't devalue. It, it's, it's capped at, it's, it is capped at 21 million coins, so it's deflationary. It's, there's no inflation. There's no quantitative easing in Bitcoin, right? So um, if, for those who don't know what quantitative easing means, it means you know it's the introduction of new money into the system. That is quantitative easing. You know they they like to call it fancy names like that, but it's fucking inflation. Come on. Um, so um, you are your own bank. You you know you pay low fees when sending it. It's permissionless. It's censorship resistant. So that means you can send money to anybody in the world, in any country, and nobody can say no. You can't send that money to that person because we don't like that country that he's from. Um, you know, you can be sending money to Iran, and the U.S. government can say you know um, we don't like that country. So you you're not gonna be able to send that Bitcoin or that money to to that uh, country, to that person. It could be your family member. You, you could be just a, a good person. You know, you, you don't have to be a terrorist or anything. And they will automatically label you as a terrorist. Come on. <laughs> Does Bitcoin do that? No, Bitcoin doesn't do that. You can send money to, you know, you can send Bitcoin to anybody you want in the world. And once that money is sent, it's theirs. And there's nothing you can do about it there, you know, to take it away unless they want to send it back to you. Uh, but other than that, there's nothing that you can do once you send that that Bitcoin. So um, 
Yeah, it's permissionless, like I, like I said. So it's free and easy to you accept uh, as a business, right? It, if you have a business, a physical store, let's say, um, you can take Bitcoin. If you want to keep that Bitcoin, um, okay, you know, you can have a tablet and you can have the, the, the Bitcoin sent. You can calculate the amount. Like, let's say you're selling a, a hamburger and you're selling that hamburger for... If it's a really good hamburger, you know, nice uh, entree or whatever, um, you could be selling that burger for about five bucks. And you just put five dollars, you send them the invoice, and they'll, they'll pay you that five bucks in Bitcoin. Whatever that, that amount of uh, Bitcoin it is, determine the amount of uh, fiat value it is, it, 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 all, it's, it, it all depends on the market, right? So, um, sometimes it could be a lot more, sometimes it could be a lot less. So you're uh, constantly getting Bitcoin, doesn't matter the amount, right? It's, yes, you know, like, oh, it could be, uh, you know, for example, back in 2016, when Bitcoin was about $400, uh, $20 worth of Bitcoin was about 0.01 Bitcoin. Or 0.1 Bitcoin, I, you know. Now 0.1 Bitcoin is about a thousand bucks. 0.01 Bitcoin is about a hundred bucks. So, um, just about, you know, just a, just an estimate because you know the the price fluctuates. Um, now that you know Bitcoin's nine thousand dollars dollars, it's uh, still uh, you know twenty bucks is a lot less. It's about 0.001 or 0.005 if I'm not mistaken it doesn't I don't you know um, something like that so it all depends on the price and if you want to sell that Bitcoin right away for that burger right that, that hamburger that you bought um, you know you you can at least in Mexico um, where I'm from uh, we have an exchange called Bitso and they they give you a special uh, QR code with a special Bitcoin address that you sent. Um, you send Bitcoin to that address, and it automatically would convert it into fiat. It will automatically sell that Bitcoin for you, and then have the fiat value in your account, so that then you can transfer that to your bank. Uh, I would recommend um, at least keep half of your 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 income if you have a store at least keep half of whatever you're making in bitcoin because you're gonna be very very wealthy if you do that trust me um so bitcoin is international there's no it's borderless or exchanges like everywhere in the world almost uh, another point is a store value um it's a store value man like you know it tends to yeah appreciate in value so if you like i was saying yeah, Bitcoin might be up, but if you look at a Bitcoin chart and then you zoom out, um, you're going to see that Bitcoin tends to be going up, right? Yeah, you're going to see like the drops, but whatever, right? But once it drops, it goes higher and then it drops and then it goes higher. If you see it right now, you're going to see that big drop from $10,000 to eight. But if you zoom out, you're going to see that it constantly goes up. And uh, that is one, right? Um so those people that say that that uh, Bitcoin is not money, um, it's better money actually. Bitcoin meets all the criteria of money. It's easily transportable. You can take it anywhere you want. 
Uh, it's divisible, it's scarce, it's a medium of exchange, and it's a store of value. Try carrying a, a, a chunk of gold, like, like one of those bars of gold, through airport security, and uh, good luck with that. You're not, you're not even going to be able to board the fucking plane. Um, usually, when you take fiat and you're traveling from one country to another, you know, at the, secu the airport, the security asks you, how much money are you traveling with? Or when you arrive at the destination, they're going to ask you, how much money did you come with? And if it's more than $10,000, you have to declare that and pay taxes. And if you say, um, well, I came with $3,000, you can travel with a reasonable amount of money. That's what they want. That They want you to travel with a reasonable amount of money that you know and that they know that you're going to be able to pay for your stay and then pay for your way back to the country that you're from. They don't want you in, your, in their country, whatever country that may be. Uh, usually, uh, you know, in the Netherlands and Spain, Mexico, when you arrive, they're going to ask you how much money are you traveling with and how the hell do you plan to get back to your country and how long are you planning to stay in our country, right? Um, and if you don't have enough money to cover the cost, they're going to send you back. And if you have more money then you're allowed to they're gonna they're gonna fine you or you know don't not pay the taxes but if you don't declare that they're gonna fine you and they're probably gonna you know ban you from that country for at least a little bit of time i don't know i don't know the law in that regard um but if you can travel with bitcoin they don't know shit you know you know i, I can travel with bitcoin Literally, guys, I remember a movie called Zoolander. And Zoolander, um, there was a, a, a scene where the guy's like, the, the money is in the computer. I have a way where I carry my Bitcoin in a song. Literally, it's a song. Like, I can listen to it. You can listen to it. And it sounds like a, like a regular song. But inside, I have my private keys that give me access to my Bitcoin. So, uh, that is good that's a good way to do it but anyway let's take a break and i'll be back in a minute this episode is brought to you by btcbracelets.com btcbracelets.com offers affordable beaded bitcoin bracelets look fashionable without breaking the bank they accept bitcoin as payment as well as that filthy fiat for a limited time use the code btcdan and take 20 percent off on your purchase And we're back, and in this next segment, seven mistakes that new Bitcoin traders make. And I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna go um, in more, too much into detail, but they FOMO. Don't FOMO. If you don't know what FOMO means, FOMO basically means fear of missing out. So they think that it's, uh, that they're, how should I put this? Like, they think that they're, gonna miss out on the opportunity to make more bitcoin or to make more money depending on how they're looking at it traders usually look at it as, as making money because that's how they make their living so uh, if as long as they can make more bitcoin they make more money thus they can sell more and get more fiat and make their living right um so they do that and then something else that they do is uh new traders though um they use too much leverage. If if you don't know how to trade, like seriously, like margin trading, and you're using like a hundred x leverage or more, um, 
don't don't do that because you're playing with other people's money and that's that is money that you're gonna have to pay if you lose it i don't know how the fuck you're gonna do it but you're gonna have to pay for it because it's not your money um so don't use too much leverage uh, then they get you know fearful and then they get greedy if you made a trade and then you see like you see bitcoin drop 200 bucks and it's the first time you're doing it you're gonna be like oh shit what the fuck did i just do right so you're gonna panic and then you're gonna make a bad decision you lost the uh, 200 bucks instead of weighing it out and then when bitcoin bounces up you're gonna be making like that money back plus probably a little bit more and and you know if you're looking at it in terms of value or bitcoin it doesn't really matter It's the same thing. You're losing Bitcoin. You're losing uh, fiat, and uh, and uh, you know you're gonna panic, and then you're gonna you're gonna close your your uh, operation. You're gonna close your your position. Uh, in Mexico, they call it operation. In Spain as well, but uh, in in English, it's called position. You you lose your position. You close it, and then when Bitcoin bounces back, you're gonna be kicking your own ass. So um, that don't don't get fearful, don't panic, and then um, they get greedy, and then greed is good, and then it's bad at the same time, right? It all depends how you look at it. Greed is bad in trading for a new trader, and for any trader, in my opinion, um, because they see that they're making all this money, and then they don't think, and then. You know, it drops and then they lost all the money and they're like, oh, fuck, right? I should have just sold when I had the chance. And I'm going to make a point. The richest woman in South Africa decided to buy Bitcoin at $17,000, $19,000. And then she expected it to keep going up, right? She didn't sell when the signs were saying, everybody's getting in, you get out. When everybody's doing the, the thing that you're expecting them to do, that's when you get the fuck out of there. And then, you know, the, the, the thing's going to drop. Any asset. Any asset. Not just Bitcoin. Any asset. So, don't get greedy. Greedy is bad in that sense. Um, but like I said, there's times where greedy is good and there's times where greedy is bad. So, um... And then when they're new, they keep watching the price of Bitcoin like 24-7. And any other market as well, right? Like, let's say you buy Tesla. You're going to be checking like Tesla's fucking price, you know, stock price like every day. Don't do that. They do it like 24-7. It stresses the hell out of you, right? Um, and it will make you richer because you're stressed, you're stressed out. And then you're like, you're just looking at the price. It's not really doing anything. Um, it's not making you richer or anything like that, right? And then they, they don't think they're, like, another mistake is that they're not patient. You know, like, the stock market is a device for transferring money from the impatient to the patient. And this is a quote from Warren Buffett. The guy is very smart, but he fuck, he's a fucking idiot when it comes to technology stocks and, and Bitcoin. He's an idiot. You know, but... When it comes to like the tra the traditional uh, financial markets, my respects to that guy, to Warren Buffett. You know, um, 
you're over trading and you're you know you're trying to make money and bitcoin and whatnot don't do that you're impatient personally i've traded a handful of times and did i make money yes i made a lot of bitcoin did i lose a lot of bitcoin eh, probably the thing is um if i look at it i probably lost a lot more fiat than bitcoin i still have the same bitcoin i mean I, i'm gonna i'm gonna give you an example back in 2016 um bitcoin was dropping in price it dropped in price because bitfinex a bitcoin exchange not bitcoin a bitcoin exchange got hacked and somebody stole like thousands and thousands of bitcoin like i think it was like 120,000 bitcoin or whatever don't remember don't really care so everybody's panicking and the market the bitcoin price just drops so I say um, I'm gonna I'm gonna short Bitcoin, and then when it's dropping, I'm gonna make more Bitcoin and I'm gonna sell it. So yeah, yeah, I made about 1.5 Bitcoin. I was about to sell when the doorbell rings. I go answer the door. I get take care of the dude like right away and like just just leave, right? I come back. It didn't didn't even fucking take me like two minutes. I come back and the fucking the price of Bitcoin is already like where it started. So I I lost the Bitcoin that I had already made, but I stayed, you know, uh, I broke even. I didn't really make Bitcoin, you know, <laughs> because I lost what I had made. Like I could have made a lot of Bitcoin, guys. I could have made a lot of Bitcoin. So the next strategy that I did is I said, I'm not going to trade. At the time, there was an exchange called Poloniex. Poloniex is still around, but it's not as populated or as popular as it used to be. During that time, you know, it was the best exchange ever. It was the, the one with the most volume. And you could lend your Bitcoin to margin traders. This means that you could lend your Bitcoin to people that are using other people's Bitcoin to trade. And then they had the percentage rates, you know, like the the um, what in in the 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 credit cards and the financial markets are are called interests. The interest rates were anywhere from 0.01 percent and all the way to like eight percent. You know, those, you know, the higher ones are what they call the crazy interests. That thing was a gold mine. I, I mean, I was risking my Bitcoin putting them on, putting them on the exchange. But um, I was making like, if you want to look at it in, in fiat value, I was making like a thousand, three thousand dollars a day. A day, dude. A day. It was a shit ton of fucking Bitcoin. And a shit ton of fucking money. And fiat money. And I did make more Bitcoin like that. Yeah. I'm not going to deny it. I did make a lot more Bitcoin like that. So I I think about the time that I stopped was 2017. 
when Bitcoin got to like 10,000 bucks, I said, okay, I'm taking my Bitcoin out. I'm selling this shit. I'm taking the Bitcoin out. I could have made a lot more, mo a lot more Bitcoin. And as a result, a lot more money, right? So, um, yeah, I, that's what I did. That's exactly what I did. Like, I took my money out. I said, okay, that's a lot of Bitcoin. And, it, you know, at the time, I was still looking, thinking of it as in terms of, like, uh, fiat and Bitcoin. Both. I, I think you must look at it in both ways. Because you spend your hard-earned money buying the damn Bitcoin, right? Like, if you spend, if you look at, at your bank statement, and more than half, uh, you know, you count the times that you bought Bitcoin with with your fiat from your bank account. And if, you know, um, let's say you have 14.2 Bitcoin. Yeah, you, you know, you could have, if you bought it at, at, you know, like Pastor Phil, if you bought it at the, at, at the time, where Bitcoin was a hundred bucks and you, you bought 14 Bitcoin, which is, you know, 400, uh, 1400 bucks. Um, you know, you, you didn't spend too much. 1400 bucks. And then right now, like, um, it's, uh, about almost $10,000. Well, not really almost $10,000. I don't know what the price is going to be when you listen to it. But right now, it's like 9000 bucks, So it's it's over $120,000 right now. Or over $100,000 right now. You know. Uh, it's still a lot of fucking money, right? But it's a lot more... Uh, it's a lot more than you when you when you spent when you bought it. If you bought 14.2 Bitcoin at... You know, 14 Bitcoin at a... At hundred bucks, um, it's it's still a lot of money. So, um, I I suggest you look at it both ways. You know, a lot of people just say, hey, I just care about the fiat, uh, the Bitcoin value. Yeah, um, that's important because the more Bitcoin you have, the better you'll be in the future. And currently, there's uh, over eighteen million Bitcoin already mined, and there's about three million left. Um, this shit was supposed to be running out in the year 2140. Um, it's incredible to me that, you know, just over 10 years, we, we mined like, you know, a large percentage of the Bitcoin, you know, like 21 million Bitcoin. Like we mined a large percentage of the supply. There's not going to be any more Bitcoin after the 21 million. It's hard cap of 21 million. And this is where supply and demand, you know, plays, comes into play. Um, the, the, the lower the supply, the higher the demand. There's not enough Bitcoin in the world for everybody in the world to have at least one. You know, um, it's always been like that. It's always been like that. 21 million Bitcoin and it's over 7 billion people in the world. Come on. Do you know how many people are going to make a lot of money from Bitcoin? Like, do you know how many people are going to be rich from Bitcoin? Bitcoin is the best asset ever. It's the best money ever. And it's right now we're at a point where there's a, uh, a shift in wealth.
the old money, um, they're already gonna they're already gonna die. Old money. You know, I mean, all these old guys like Warren Buffett, um, Nouriel Rubini, and 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 Dan Pena. They're like old dudes. They're old. Um, of course, you know, if they have families, they're going to continue with the wealth. But uh, it, this is the world's largest wealth transfer ever. This is the time where a lot of new millionaires are coming in and they're becoming millionaires because of Bitcoin. So um, there's not going to be enough money in the world or Bitcoin in the world to to supply everybody in the world with at least one Bitcoin. So if you have at least point two Bitcoin or point one Bitcoin, you're in the 1%, dude. You're what, well, not in the 1%, but you're what, what is considered the Bitcoin elite. Elite. You know, um, there's not enough money in the, in, in the, in the, in the world. So anyway, the, the last point is that, you know, the trend is your friend and, you know, don't trend, trend with it, trend against it. If everybody's doing the opposite, you do the, I mean, when it comes to the price, you never know. You never know. Come on. So if you see that the market is it's low, it's going low, 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 and then you're you're putting a uh, a long because you think Bitcoin is gonna go up in price. Long is when it goes up. Short is when you you think the price is gonna go down. Um, so if you long Bitcoin when everybody's shorting it, you're gonna lose money. And if you short Bitcoin when everybody's going long, you're gonna lose money. And Bitcoin. So um, the trend is your friend. I'm gonna cut into a, a a break from our sponsors, and I'll see you guys in the after the break. Do you want to learn to day trade, but you don't know where to begin? Check out JustLearnBitcoin.com. JustLearnBitcoin.com offers a trading course taught by professional CBOE and NYSE trader Eric Crown. As a special offer, use the code JLB10 and take 10% off on your purchase. And we're back. We're back. And um, yeah, check out JustLearnBitcoin.com. And if you click, uh, I'm, I'm going to leave the link in the description if you want to learn to trade. Um, this guy, you know, he's a really good guy. He knows what he's doing. He's uh, very uh, coherent. There's a lot of people, you know, usually like, all these traders that they, they, you know, especially on YouTube, that say all this bullshit. And, um, you know, uh, there was this one guy, I remember, I don't remember his uh, YouTube name, but uh, he was teaching them, the, he was teaching his students the Fibonacci retracement, and he was doing it all fucking wrong. And somebody called him out on it, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes they think they know what they're doing, but they don't know shit. But this dude, you know, Eric is a great guy. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. He's started trading at a, at a very young age. Started trading at, you know, his his father was a uh, trader at NYSC, uh, a floor trader. And uh, he, Eric got to be in the floor with his dad, helping him out in the in the job, like doing all these uh, shit jobs for for the traders. Uh, and um, you know, he managed to get himself a really good uh, mentor. 
and uh, you know to to teach him how to do it. And he 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 pestered a family friend, and uh, until you know the guy agreed to teach him and be his mentor, and um, he's he's good. You know he's been trading at uh, NYSE and the CBOE, so um, check him out. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, I'm gonna leave the link for the trading course in the uh, in the description. Um, he has over 30 modules where you can learn from from him. So uh, yeah, if that's something you want to do for a living, uh, definitely check him out. If you're new to Bitcoin, you know I would just suggest to you buy and hold a Bitcoin, and then you know, like I said, if you want to trade, you know, as a um, as a career, um, make a living out of it. You don't necessarily have to buy and sell Bitcoin, you know, trade it. You can buy, you know, it's a skill that serves you if you want to buy and, and and trade stocks, not just Bitcoin and crypto, right? Like crypto, uh, I don't recommend that. Just, just buy Bitcoin, hold it. And if you want to learn to trade, you know, it helps you, you know, with that. And you don't have to buy and, and trade the Bitcoin with it. You know, you just do the stocks. The stock market is something. Um, the options market, the futures market, that's something good. And it's uh, extra income, you know, once you know what you're doing, you know. So definitely check that out. Also, check out JustLearnBitcoin.com. JustLearnBitcoin.com, you know, they also do consultations, Um They'll teach you the basics of Bitcoin. They'll teach you if you don't learn to use the Wasabi wallet, which is one of the best wallets up there. It's a little bit complicated, you know. Um, they'll teach you in if you want to learn to use BISC, uh, which is a decentralized exchange. It's a little bit uh, difficult to install. They'll teach you. They do charge, you know, they do have uh, one-hour consultations. Uh, you can pay by the hour, though. Uh, they have the Arctic cold storage, uh, long-term storage, and end-of-life planning solution. So this is something that you need, really need to check it out. What happens to your Bitcoin when you die? Well, usually if you don't tell your family you have Bitcoin, usually nothing happens. You know, those Bitcoins, once you're dead, uh, Bitcoins are, are, are there and nobody can move them. Unless you tell your family, you know, hey, you know, guys, I, I bought Bitcoin just in case something happens to me. Um, I want you guys to know about it and I want you guys, you know, to know how who to contact. Um, just learn Bitcoin. The, the guys there, they have a system where uh, they'll help your family, your, your uh, next of kin recover that bitcoin once you're gone you know when if something happens to you the unfortunate event that something happens to you so check that out and uh definitely check that out and uh <laughs> that's something really good man because you you never know when you, we are gonna die like we never know we never know like i could be walking down the street and then i get hit by a bus right like i, I don't want to get hit by a bus but um it, it could it could happen you know, I could get run over by a train. I could get hit by lightning and I'm dead. Uh, you never know. I mean, we only have one life and and um, might as well, you know, have your family um, mm, 
might as well just have you know have your family ready and set up and this is again what pastor phil was trying to do for his family when some bastard hacker you know some bastard criminal took his his uh bitcoin so uh be careful with that so yeah they have different courses you know and they have uh uh consultations if you need more information on bitcoin don't they're happy to do it so set up a consultation with them i'm gonna leave the link in the description of the show in the show notes This has been today's show. Thank you for joining me. Follow me on Spotify and on iTunes. Hopefully you enjoyed it as much as I did. I'll see you guys in the next episode. And remember guys, stack those sets. Dan over and out.